Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 20th. Today we're going to begin studying in Doctrine and Covenants section 107. Now this section is super interesting because it is very much the Lord trying to give structure to the church as they're trying to organize and establish and understand how things are to be run. It's one of the great revelatory sections about the priesthood and how the priesthood should be set up so that it's blessing all the earth. In fact, an interesting thing about this section is that when the Book of Commandments was originally published, we know that the very first section was section 1, which was the preface of the Doctrine and Covenants. The second section was section 20, which very much is an organizational, instructional type section. But this was the very third section. And it makes sense because it very much instructs Joseph and the early saints about the priesthood, why it was given to the earth, what the organization of it should be. Now, we've talked a lot about the priesthood throughout this year because there are so many sections about it, but this one is really amazing. And before we jump into section 107 and my thoughts about it and different quotes and teachings about this section, I thought it would be great to start out this section with one of my favorite talks about what the priesthood is and what the priesthood is not. It's by Elder Oaks, and it's called The Powers of the Priesthood. So here's Elder Oaks. The Melchizedek Priesthood is the divine authority God has delegated to accomplish his work to bring to pass the eternal life of man. In 1829, it was conferred upon Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery by the Savior's apostles Peter, James, and John. It is sacred and powerful beyond our powers to describe. The Melchizedek Priesthood is not a status or a label. It is a divine power held in trust to use for the benefit of God's work for His children. We should always remember that men who hold the priesthood are not the priesthood. Now let us consider what the Lord Jesus Christ expects from those who hold his priesthood, how we are to bring souls unto him. President Joseph F. Smith taught, quote, The God-given titles of honor associated with the several offices in and orders of the holy priesthood are not to be used or considered as are the titles originated by man. They are not for adornment, nor are they expressive of mastership, but rather of appointment to humble service in the work of the one master whom we profess or serve. Continuing the quote, we are laboring for the salvation of souls, and we should feel that this is the greatest duty devolving upon us. Therefore, we should feel willing to sacrifice everything, if need be, for the love of God, the salvation of men, and the triumph of the kingdom of God upon the earth. End of quote. In the Lord's Church, the offices in the Melchizedek Priesthood have different functions. The Doctrine and Covenants refers to high priests as standing presidents or servants over different stakes scattered abroad. It refers to elders as standing ministers to my church. Here are other teachings on these separate functions. 
A high priest officiates and administers in spiritual things. On the duties of an elder, Elder Bruce R. McConkie of the Quorum of the Twelve taught, quote, An elder is a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is commissioned to stand in the place and stead of his master in ministering to his fellow man. He is the Lord's agent. Elder McConkie criticized the idea that one is only an elder. Quote, Every elder in the church holds as much priesthood as the president of the church, he said. What is an elder? He is a shepherd, a shepherd serving in the sheepfold of the good shepherd. End of quote. In this important function to minister in the sheepfold of the good shepherd, there is no distinction between the offices of high priest and elder in the Melchizedek priesthood. In the great section 107 of the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord declares, High priests, after the order of the Melchizedek priesthood, have a right to officiate in their own standing under the direction of the presidency in administering spiritual things, and also in the office of an elder, or any office in the, Melchi in the Aaronic priesthood. The most important principle for all priesthood holders is the principle taught by the Book of Mormon prophet Jacob. After he and his brother Joseph were consecrated priests and teachers of the people, he declared, And we did magnify our office unto the Lord, taking upon us the responsibility, answering the sins of the people upon our own heads, if we did not teach them the word of God with all diligence. Brethren, our responsibilities as holders of the priesthood are serious matters. Other organizations can be satisfied with worldly standards of performance in delivering their messages and performing their other functions. But we who hold the priesthood of God have the divine power that even governs entrance into the celestial kingdom of God. To fulfill this divine charge, we must be faithful in magnifying our priesthood callings and responsibilities. Elder Harold B. Lee explained what it means to magnify the priesthood. When one becomes a holder of the priesthood, he becomes an agent of the Lord. He should think of his calling as though he were on the Lord's errand. This is what it means to magnify the priesthood. End quote. Therefore, brethren, if the Lord himself were to ask you to help one of his sons or daughters, which he has done through his servants, would you do it? And if you did, would you act as his agent on the Lord's errand, relying on his promised help? Elder Lee had another teaching about magnifying the priesthood. When you hold a magnifying glass over something, it makes that thing look bigger than you could see it with the naked eye. That's a magnifying glass. Now, if anybody magnified their priesthood, that is, make it bigger than they first thought it was, and more important than anyone else thought it was, that is the way you magnify your priesthood. End of quote.
My beloved brethren, the magnifying of the holy priesthood you hold is vital to the work of the Lord in your families and in your church callings. I testify of him whose priesthood it is. Through his atoning suffering and sacrifice and resurrection, all men and women have the assurance of immortality and the opportunity for eternal life. Each of us should be faithful and diligent in doing our part in this great work of God, our Eternal Father. Elder Oaks then goes on to talk about the role of the priesthood in the family, which is equally amazing, and I highly recommend reading the entire talk. But as we start off this almost week of talking about the priesthood and the roles within the priesthood and what the priesthood really is, I just absolutely love these teachings of Elder Oaks, what he teaches us about the power of the priesthood and whose priesthood it is. It's my testimony, my friends, that our Father in Heaven, understanding perfectly how to bring His children back to Him someday, blessed us with a restoration of the gospel, followed closely by the restoration of the priesthood, so that we could, through ordinances, make and enter into a covenant relationship with Him. And that relationship, those covenants, those ordinances, are only made possible through that holy priesthood. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.